0: Free, freezing cold take here. The Reese's uh, holidays are much better than regular Reese's. Dude, you just froze me.
1: I'm in Antarctica. That's like, it's like commonality. I think they print that in 1970s textbooks. Brian Cage, can you believe it? We're actually podcasting not not to say we haven't podcasted (laughs) over the last few weeks we tried this, this episode has not um has not surfaced without some effort on our part we have done so much to try to get a podcast episode out i don't know what it was i think it was um it wasn't karma i think it was the universe telling us maybe you shouldn't podcast but we're here anyway we're telling the universe you know screw you we yeah. got we got a podcast to record.
0: You know, I, I tend not to listen to the universe's general rule. And I mean, I wouldn't say it's worked out for me so far, but it hasn't <laughs> not worked out for me sometimes. So, you know,
1: that that was really absolute. That was <laughs> that was great. Well, you know what else is great outside of um, us missing a podcast last week because the audio was all messed up on my part. And that was me. I, I take full responsibility. Then we tried to fix it. By having an in-person recording on on Monday, because we were off work. We were going to do just a, during the morning, we met at like 9.45, I had to bring coffee. It was so early in the morning for podcasting. Um, But we got there and we tried it out. And that didn't work either, it was kind of trial and error. We don't have a, uh, the the studio that we record in does not have much technology. As you all know, I record in a closet. So, um, we tried. But you know what, Bryant? Monday was not a complete loss. Do you know why Monday was not a complete loss? Because we went record store shopping. Yeah. And actually, the idea did not cross our mind. It's not like we talked beforehand like, hey, if the podcast doesn't work, we're going to go to the record store. And then I push one button. We're like, oh, but it doesn't work. Let's go to the record store. We did actually try. I tried a lot of things. I was Googling a lot of stuff, unplugging things, hitting buttons on this laptop that I don't even know what they do yet. But then we were sitting there talking. We're like, "Oh, we'll just sit here and talk for a while." And I had an epiphany. I had a moment where the clouds broke open and the sun shined out on me. If you watch Blues Brothers, I was like, um, I was like John Belushi, in in the church, before he starts dancing and jumping and doing you know backflips and all that stuff. And I was like, "We need to go to the record store." And Brian, um, I want to tell everybody. I want to paint a picture. We went to this place called Used Kids Record records is excuse me there are a lot of them you had not been there before No. for christmas my mother-in-law purchased me a vinyl record player which i did not tell her i wanted it my wife didn't tell her that i wanted it she bought it thinking i would want it and i've wanted one for years and then what happened with you brian i'm gonna get back to the picture painting but so then you got your, yourself one too right
0: I did, yeah. I mean, my dad is a huge uh, music buff, kind of instilled that in me. And he has, like, a huge record collection, you know, collects records, goes shopping for records all the time. So I'd wanted one for a long time and just never pulled the trigger. So, yeah, once you got one, I did some research and realized I could find one for relatively cheap and was like, all right, I'm pulling the trigger. And, yeah, my my anniversary is uh, not long after Christmas. We just celebrated five years. Oh, One of my uh, one of my gifts for my lovely amazing wife was a was a record player. So
1: Well, she is amazing Bryant, for for many many reasons. And that is one of them That is one of them. But we we drive to the record store now Brian you've been to a couple record stores We've had a couple lunch lunch breaks where we've gone to um, record stores throughout the city you went to one up in Clintonville. We went down to the Short North, Magnolia Thunder Pussy. It's a pretty uh, well-known record store. I have a friend who's really big into it, which we'll talk probably in future episodes. But um, we went to Use Kids, which is by Mopfray Stadium. Mm. Soon to be, rest in peace, Mop Stadium. And when we walked in the door, I don't know if you recall this, Brian, but it was just an involuntary response from you. I heard an audible, wow, from yeah. you whenever we walked in, like we opened the door and it's not a place where there's like, okay, there's a record section over here and here's some old CDs. Here's some t-shirts. Here's some VHS tapes, which record stores have, you know, the ones around Columbus, we've seen that, but you walk in and it's row after row after row after row of vinyl. And then underneath the, the main sections, they have crates, multiple crates of used vinyl. Yeah. And it just, what were what was your mind thinking as you walked in the door and you got that smell of dusty vinyl records and uh, all the excitement rushed to you what were you thinking
0: it was it was overwhelming I, w- I would compare it to uh, you know everyone's seen The Wizard of Oz you know that moment when Dorothy it goes from like the sepia tone to the Bright colors of Oz, right? It was just like, oh my gosh, like, wow. Like, color happened. uh, Yeah. It was
1: freezing outside, and you walk in and
0: it's warm. Yeah. Music playing, records, as far as the eye can see, of all kinds of different genres. Um, No, it was awesome. I mean, my first thought was, I can't wait to get in there and start, you know, start digging, trying to think Mm -hmm. of, like, all right, who do I want to look for? What artists do I want to find? What albums do I want to look for? It was. Almost overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it was it, it was a lot. Now, what did you end up coming away with from our record store excursion?
0: Um, I ended up with uh, a Beatles record. Ended up with uh, Let It Be, which um, I've listened to uh, twice now already since I bought it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Beatles fan, so I was excited to get a hold of that one for 14 bucks too, and it's in great shape. That was
1: yeah, that's a good bad. deal. And is then that I a sna- two vinyl or is that one it's one okay
0: and then i snagged um i'm a i like elton john especially like his early more singer songwriter type stuff um so grabbed uh captain fantastic and the brown dirt cowboy which is one of his uh really well-known albums um i haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet um but yeah i'm really excited To really excited i'm, I'm hooked man i'm I'm you there. were
1: buying records before you even had the record player. I was. Because <laughs> that first lunch trip, I invited you because I had just gotten one, and I mm. wanted to buy some albums. Now, the two of us, we have very different things we're looking for when we buy records. Now, for myself, I'm somebody who I'm not going to spend a ton of money on records in terms of quantity because there are certain ones that I just know I want. I'm not somebody who's really going to take a risk. On Buying a vinyl record and hoping that I like it. I want to I want to get something that I know Is gonna be good. So I bought albums from the National and Bon Iver and, and Those are things that I've listened to probably hundreds of times since they've come out. I mean both of them came out ugh, Probably over 10 years ago We yeah, probably 10 to 13 years ago. Both of them came out. So which saying that out loud. Good lord it yeah. does not feel like that should be in the real life, <laughs> yeah. but I digress. So I bought the ones that I knew I already liked. But lately, and I'm, I hate bringing it to the podcast, but especially how to say it, I feel like it's the equivalent of going on Facebook and telling people you're taking a Facebook break. It's kind of like a bougie thing to say, but I've been getting into classical music lately. Yeah. Which I listen to it when I study. It's always on as I'm reading or if I'm um, doing my homework writing a paper or something like that i'm listening to it well one song really really caught my attention and then it it kind of overflowed from listening to it only when i was doing schoolwork to i'm gonna find an album and i'm gonna download it and i'm gonna listen to it just outside of the world of my further education so when we went to the record store on monday they had a classical section and they were all used they probably had about 30 to 40 different albums but they were each a dollar Every single album even like five six disc sets were a dollar so i went through i found something that had strings on it i couldn't tell you what it what it's called i couldn't tell you who the artists are or even who the composer was but i spent a dollar on a record that was in good shape no scratches on it no warping it was in good really good condition which i'm trying to practice you know knowing what good condition is and actually getting to the point where i'm not wasting money on stuff so i spent one dollar and I've already listened to it and I enjoyed it so I mean I can I can tr- I can spend a dollar and be okay if I don't like something but I'm not going to spend 10 15 20 bucks on something that I hope I like right now your your philosophy's a little different
0: yeah I mean I would say I haven't bought anything yet that I haven't that I don't know at least some of the songs on it and they're all from um artists that I really know and know a lot of their music cuz I've gotten you know the Beatles and uh, I've got a Springsteen album and a Van Morrison album and a um John Prine album so like so artists that I you know that I'm a fan of I listen to a lot um anyway so I'm not taking a huge risk but I will would say I am you know getting albums that maybe I don't know I haven't listened to that album front to back per se or you know I'm also I think yeah. I'm looking at it as from the standpoint of you know I'm I'm building kind of a collection and um mm. getting things from artists early. Like I'm big on you know I'm only gonna buy used records. Like I refuse to pay to buy a brand new record. It's just yeah. not something I'll do. So I'm I'm looking I think for that just kind of old school retro. You know, you know we want to call it like classic rock or dad rock, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm um, I'm having great conversations with my dad about it. Who, like I said, is a record collector. He's gonna send me uh, a package at some point in the not too distant future with a bunch of records that he said he's gonna he's got that are extra where he's just bought doubles over the years. Man. So I'm gonna about to expand my collection probably quite a bit. See what kind of good stuff we get in there. Be sure to follow us on the uh, the Twitter feeds, and I'll share some of the stuff that we, we'll share some of the stuff that we pick up as we do it yeah
1: darn right we will he's way too good for you he's way way too good for you man he's too good to you he's sending you all these records hey
0: he's he's pretty cool he's a good guy
1: i think he likes you
0: i think so sometimes at least
1: all right well um let's let's get into the podcast let's hopefully make something that we think that other people will like all right we'll get going um we'll see you all in a little bit we're gonna we're gonna take a break and then get the show going Hola, senors and senoritas. Welcome to Brian and Me, where we talk about soccer and other things, other sabotage things.
0: Ooh, oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's a mirage. Oh. All
1: right. We had another weekend in the Premier League. Uh, Jose Mourinho's hot spurs look a lot like a year three Jose club. Mo Salah took his shirt off in an exciting Liverpool versus Manure Man United match. We're going to review that match. We're going to share how we feel about our clubs after that congested holiday schedule. Maybe even talk about some big names coming to Tottenham Hotspur here in the the closing hours of the transfer window. Oh, that's a tease. We're going to discuss Hillary Clinton throwing herself back into the ring, not as a candidate, but uh, trying to take as much media attention like a candidate as she aims to take down Bernie Sanders This is not a repeat episode from 2016, because we didn't record in 2016. I didn't even know you existed in 2016, Bryant.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: That's very true. We're going to discuss our thoughts on the impeachment, the impeachment's going on right now, as we do this podcast recording. And then we're going to take some time to talk about our 2020 goals for our podcast, and maybe even ourselves. But first, the Premier League, the Prem... Mr. Caves, we had a little matchup over the last uh, last few weeks, didn't we?
0: We did, yeah. We had the uh the, the one where Bryant cries, whatever you want to uh, refer to it as. Um, I mean,
1: you coined it. I don't want people to think that I'm some mean, some mean, meanie head who just decided to name it after your suffering because you lost to Liverpool twice this season. Don't worry, most everybody has. But you came up with that name yourself. Anyway.
0: I did. Yeah, I mean, so we met up in Endeavour, um Endeavour Brewing, had a good time. It was a it was a very I will say it was a very entertaining game. Um came out on the wrong end of it, but that's you uh, should have you know,
1: won. Them's the breaks. There's so many chances. You should have won. But then, well, then you responded the next week, right? You came out with there was some excitement and fire. What happened What happened a week later?
0: Uh, well, um, <laughs> I decided to get up early and uh, watched a nil nil draw against uh, bottom table <sighs> team Watford. So that um... freezing
1: cold raining 7:30 in the morning match, you wake up voluntarily to watch a zero zero draw. Oh my gosh, stories like that Make soccer fans quit watching soccer If you're on the fence
0: and you're a fan That's a rough experience I You know, I will say this um, I'm proud of them, they kept a clean sheet Which uh, Is actually the first time under Mourinho That we've kept a clean sheet Funny Progress. enough So, you know, I'll take it um, I would prefer three points But, you know, one point is better than no points And with some of the action today, we're you know we're sitting in fifth, right now. Really? You yeah, pretty if, high. If we well, if we win tomorrow, sorry. Oh, we're sorry. We're, okay. we're we're in we're in eighth. If we win tomorrow, we'd be in fifth. Rather six points out of Champions League football, which you know there's still a lot of a lot of football left to be played. I I don't see it happening, but you know you don't Chelsea.
1: want to be in fifth, man. You don't want to be in fifth, man. You got to be in eighth, <laughs> eight, nine or ten. Those are the wheelhouses. Don't. Go any higher than that, you don't want to go to Eastern Europe, Siberia on a Thursday night for the Europa League. You don't want to do it,
0: or we could just sneak on into fourth and get Champions League football again and mm. beat yeah. out okay. beat out beat out Chelsea to do it that would sure that would be good on multiple levels for my heart got, I hope you gotta. Up. High, high hopes. You gotta He's got... have high, high hopes for a living. <laughs> Doing oh, the mayor... no. Oh, good. Doing the Mayor Pete oh. dance.
1: Oh, stop it. Did you see he had a police clap moment today? No. He was in a. It looked just like a Jeb Bush event, too. He he was revving up and he said something. No, we'll get back to Premier League. This wasn't on the outline, but Pete said something and then there was silence. And he mm-hmm. said, Come on, people. Like it was it was. <laughs> It looked like a please clap moment. Oh, it was, it was great. Anyway, I digress. Um, so you're hoping you get into a Champions League spot or drop down out of the Europa League? I'm that's best case scenario right now.
0: Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if we're not gonna make the Champions League, let's let's not go to Europe next year. Like you said, spending a uh, Thursday night playing in a you know field in uh, Kazakhstan.
1: Where it's half empty because there was racist behavior and they kicked the fans out of the match.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't need this whole. Well, I guess the Champions League this year we had the warnings of you know don't go anywhere near the stadium in your Spurs gear when we were at uh, uh, Belgrade. So... Oh yeah,
1: Belgrade's a rough. Uh, that's a rough spot. I will tell you a true story as a Liverpool fan when they made the Europa League. This is a few years back. Um, they legit played in some far off area of Russia and all the matches start at the same time. They all start at three Eastern time United States. But doesn't matter where you're at, it's gonna start at three Eastern time. And they played at like two or something in the morning in Russia in a completely pretty pretty much empty stadium. And that was that is peak Europa League right there. You don't want that. You don't want it.
0: Spending it, you know, I hear it's lovely in uh, Azerbaijan <laughs> this time of year.
1: Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, but you know, the, you, you still got time, like you said, there's still what 15 more matches left,
0: sure, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, maybe we'll uh, we'll do some do a little business in the transfer market and uh, bolster our roster.
1: Instagram Dude. is already getting you guys big names you got someone from Huvé coming over don't you
0: um so i have some updates to that so um if you spend any time following uh spurs fans on twitter and why would you because oh it's so depressing dear god God, don't do that to yourself (laughs) um (laughs) there was a an instagram post that was circling from uh, paulo Dybala, who's a guy that we were supposedly very close to signing in the summer but Per Spurs uh, transfer business, just couldn't get it over the line because of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo
1: kissed him too. By the way, did you see that?
0: I did not.
1: He he accidentally kissed him after after a goal. He turned over and he was like going to kiss his cheek, and he kissed him straight on the lips. Anyway, continue. I
0: mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is a pretty man. Um, so you know he puts this post out on Instagram uh, that he was excited to be in London and posted a white heart as a part of that post. And, of course, the Twitter sleuths in Spurs Twitter were going nuts. White heart, White heart Lane, Lily White, he's in London. You know, he's coming. He's coming. So, you know, everybody's going nuts. People are uh, – you, you kind of have to figure out who are the people that are legitimately, like, sleuthing this, and then who are the people who are making fun of the people who are – trying yeah. to legitimately read into it. Um, but as it turns out, after some more, uh, research turns out that post is old. That was actually a post from, uh, December. He was calling a throwback throw, put just reposting it as like a throwback to the good TV time. he TV, had. Right. Yeah. TV. to th- the good time he had in London over the winter, uh, during the, during their break. And, uh, He posted the same day a picture of him and his girlfriend in uh, wherever, whatever part of Italy that uh, Juve plays in. I don't Torino, uh, in Torino. So yeah, no, Paulo Dybala is not coming to Spurs. Um, But now the fun, now the fun rumor is Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's coming because they've, uh, you know, people. Degenerate gamblers. Um bet on you can you can get wagers on transfers.
1: Of course you can.
0: You know, because you can bet on they they love their sports betting overseas. I I wholly embrace it and think we should get it here. Um that but, all that
1: money you're gonna lose for records.
0: Well, rather records, I'm at least getting something for it. Um, They suspended the the big rumor today on Twitter, the Spurs Twitter, is that they suspended betting all of a sudden for Gareth Bale to Spurs. (sighs) And so everyone says, oh, this is, it's a sign. It's a sign. He's coming. He's coming home.
1: Oh, it's coming home. It's coming home, right? Uh, There it is. This is what they were talking about. It was all building up for this. Gareth Bale is coming home. I'm excited for you guys. I really hope that something comes out of it.
0: I, I would you know, I'd love to see it if we could if we could make it happen. I mean, the guy's great player he's he we brought him up through our system. We love him. He's be you still see uh Bale jerseys all mm-hmm. over the place with you know among Spurs fans. So he's he's still kinda of beloved by the club. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: I don't have many good experiences with him as he was the one who Scored a pretty it was a pretty nice goal in the Champions League final. Not last year, but in twenty eighteen. The one that we lost. It's okay. We made up for it. Um what, what do you think anything else is gonna happen? Last kind of thoughts on, on the Tottenham Hotspurs and their transfer window?
0: Uh I think Ericsson – I think the Ericsson deal is gonna get over the line. Looking oh, you like think he's, he's gone. Yeah, I think he'll, he's going to enter uh enter Milan. What?
1: With uh, Ashley Young, the, the bird poop eater.
0: Yeah. Looks like, uh, yeah, looks like that's gonna happen. It's it's looking more and more like it's gonna be done every day for about twenty million. Um, and then Danny Rose, who had a spat with uh, Jose Mourinho, and they got out they got at each other. Um, supposedly they've denied it, but um, could well, be I on his way that. out to uh, either Watford or uh, Newcastle is uh the rumor there so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens the erickson is much more likely than danny rose and good god let's sell another fullback because we already don't have any but uh
1: yeah yeah you can't lose all these people and not bring somebody in i think that's just math you need at least 11 guys to play
0: well you know we're gonna get some we'll get somebody
1: it sounds like you've got a really high hope uh, for the rest of the season. We're going to get somebody.
0: you got to sure. have high, high hopes for a living.
1: Okay, okay. I'm going to go into Liverpool talk now. Yeah. We've had a good couple of weeks. Uh, we beat the Spurs, which we probably shouldn't have. That was a close one. You guys missed some sitters. That should uh, hype. Yeah. I wouldn't feel great after that match for... Being a Spurs fan. Um, and then we beat Man United over the weekend. So it was it were fun times. We are 16 points up from the second place team. So that's what? 4, 8, 12, 16. We could lose four matches in a row. Wow. And still be number one. Or at least have a game in hand to come back um, from said issue. Liverpool has scored. Well, not score, excuse me. In terms of points. Of the last 93 points, Liverpool has earned 91 points wow. in the Premier League. We are further ahead than any other team has ever been in the Premier League at this point in the season in terms of wins, points, all that good stuff. We have one draw on the entire season in 22 matches. 22 matches, I believe. We're 23. I forget which number we're on now. But all that being said... I'm nervous. I'm nervous. There are <laughs> a subset of fans there, Liverpool fans who are like already planning out their celebrations. Uh, a friend of the pod, Adam Wheeler, which I've done some pods with him in the past. Sure. He is he's like, oh, it's happening. It's done. We've won it. It's over. I can't do that. Every part of me is a sports fan. I've been there when the Indians were up three games to one. Mm. I've been there in these game sevens for the Indians. Like, I can't. I can't bring myself to to say it's going to happen. I'm, I sound like an athlete, but when people talk to me about it, I was at Starbucks yesterday with my daughter, and I was wearing a Liverpool hat, and the Barista started talking to me because he was a Premier League fan. He was smiling and happy, so I don't think he was a Spurs fan. He just said that he was like, I asked him if he was a fan of the club. He said, I just watch all Premier League, and he wanted to talk about it. I feel like an athlete when I say, you know, I'm just taking it one game at a time. <laughs> I'm just enjoying what matches up now. I'm not thinking further ahead. I'm thinking just what's in front of me.
0: Yep.
1: There, meltdowns can happen. Honestly, if I had to put a percentage on it, do I think it's going to happen with this team? Probably like a 10% feeling that it's actually going to happen. I think that's 10%. Than that 10% is a very strong. I like I like round numbers. I don't like increments of five, so it was either be it was either going to be five or ten. I went with ten. Let me pick my own odds, okay? I I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm excited. I feel a little comfortable. Every match, I go into it thinking, "Oh God, we're gonna lose this one," and then at the end of every match, I'm like, "Well, I I should have never thought we we're gonna lose that. We always win these games." I'm getting really, what is it, spoiled? Hmm. I'm getting really, really spoiled. The way it's looking now, Liverpool could lock up the league, become champions at Everton, which for fans who aren't geography buffs, they play about less than two miles from Everton Stadium. You can see Liverpool. You can see Anfield from Goodison Park and vice versa. They're that close. It's like if Ohio State had a football team in Columbus, which they do. That's a really bad example. But let's say they had another huge college football team, slightly smaller than Ohio State, playing less than two miles away. That's how crazy that is. I don't know if that's going to happen. That would be pretty frightening, I think, for some of the off-field stuff. I think there's some ultras out there who will be um, a little uh, stupid, idiotic. Sure. If they were to lock up a league at Everton, away from their home, but really in their home. I would love, though, to clear it up before we get to Man City. Best case scenario is that we win the league the week before Man City, and then we go to the Etihad for them to celebrate the champions, where they actually the players from the other team line the entrance, and Liverpool walks through the players on the other team. <laughs> I would love that. So so much. That would be je ne sais quoi. I don't know what. It would be mana for my soul if that were to happen. I'm really excited for the prospects. If it's gonna happen, I have to take it week by week. You can see I kind of get into these snowball moments where I, I think about it, then I get excited and I start talking about it. temper hopes. I'm tempering. Liverpool, we're not gonna sign anybody. The window, um, no. We signed Takumi Minamino, who has not played very much. He's going to play in our cup matches. Klopp is not a guy who signs somebody and then throws them into the club, especially midseason like this, unless you're Virgil van Dyke, He he got a skill position. He got a forward. He's not going to bring him in whenever you have top three, you know, three of the ten best forwards probably in sure. Europe on your team. Um there's talk of uh, Timo Werner coming from the Bundesliga, coming to Liverpool here in the offseason. Not going to happen in January, something at the end of the year, or at the end of the Premier League year, excuse me. So right around May, hopefully for Liverpool, the end of the year is March. <laughs> they don't have to um, play for victories anymore, play for a t- title anymore. But so far so good. I'm just waiting for it all to crumble down.
0: I know Optimism. you didn't want to talk about it.
1: I, I wrote in the outline that you were going to ask me how I felt about being 16 points up with the game in hand, but I felt like you weren't going to ask that question.
0: Optimism, man. No, it's uh, it. It doesn't bother me to talk about that. I'm I'm happy that you're happy. <sighs> if if I, you know, if if you're my friend, right? If I can't if I can't be happy, if we're not going to win, I would rather you guys win than Chelsea, Arsenal, United. Like, I don't really have a beef with Liverpool.
1: Yeah, you brought up three names that aren't yeah, they have no chance of winning. Um, especially Man United. That's a – and Arsenal. Those are dumpster fires if I've ever seen them.
0: Hate to see it. Hate, hate to know. see it.
1: Couldn't happen to better people. Speaking of um, things happening, could not have happened to better people, that was a perfect segue. A lot's going on in Washington, D.C. right now. Right now. The last time we podcasted everybody – was the night that trump got impeached it was also the night before star wars came out it's been a while anyway since then there's been some key candidates dropping out of the democratic race poor went out for cory and and julian the kamala she she dropped out before we recorded last time didn't she
0: i think so yeah i think she'd already dropped out at that point it
1: was close so we've lost pretty much um any diversity in the candidate pool (laughs) <laughs> that's um, that's dropped out, which has been a talking point. We'll talk about that in a minute because I do want to talk a little bit about uh, that and the candidates and whatnot. There's been fighting between party heavyweights. We had a little mini spat between Warren and Bernie Sanders. Um, then we had escalated conflict with Iran that seems to at this point, knock on wood, has kind of quieted down. as kind of um, all these memes about joking about World War Three. It doesn't seem like that's a realistic thing right now um, because that's kind of calmed down in a good way, but not everything apart about that's been great. Um, But more recent things that have happened just today, the Hillary Clinton Democratic nominee saga continues as she went after a candidate who's leading in the polls in a lot of polls leading in Iowa and New Hampshire. Bernie Sanders, there's a documentary being released on Hulu where she had some um, not so nice uh, thoughts about Bernie Sanders along the lines of nobody likes him, he's never done anything, he's a career politician. Pretty scathing things to say about somebody who is close to leading the pack for the Democratic nomination. Now, is this a shock to you, Bryant, that this is happening?
0: Um... I wouldn't say I would say it's shocking in the sense of why would you do it?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, The person that did it, I'm not super shocked. Um, I'm not shocked that it's Hillary. I'm shocked that when she chose to do it and trying to figure out what she was hoping to accomplish from it, Cause I mean, she doesn't need, she doesn't need this documentary to be a huge hit, right? She doesn't need the money, right? She does, you know, she doesn't, she's not looking for publicity. She's not looking to run again. What does she hope to, to do other than just alienate people again, make it look like, you know, one of the biggest complaints from, you know, a lot of people looking at it and you know, the Bernie, Bernie supporters and people on Bernie's team. Hey, the democratic establishment of which Hillary is certainly a part of that democratic establishment is out to get Bernie and they're not going to let, um, Bernie have a real shake at this. And, you know, they're out because he's, he's espousing, you know, much more progressive views than kind of where the, uh, leadership, that kind of centrist leadership of that party that's going to be more risk averse is at. So all you're doing is a adding fuel to that fire. That's going to further split us. But B, if he is the nominee, ultimately what we, the most important thing is that we beat Trump, right? Like I don't care who the nominee is. Joe that's Biden, the yeah. Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, Please Warren, call. you know, whoever, <laughs> um, the goal is to beat Trump. How does this accomplish that?
1: Right. And this is similar to comments, maybe not in this scathing type way in the public sphere. This seems like something that she might say behind closed doors, but to say it then in an environment that's recorded a part of a documentary, which maybe there's more context that comes out from it, but it's really, I don't think you can context this away in this situation. But even a few months ago, we had Barack saying the same things, but not in as like I said, scathing way. He said it more of he called Bernie out, too, actually, if you remember. So this is something that you talk about establishment, which Barack and Hillary, if you look at the last, you know, few presidential elections, they've been at the forefront of it. Um, Everyone doesn't seem to like him. What you, you had a funny story, though. What was Bernie's response whenever one of the reporters asked him about it?
0: It's such a like married guy thing to say. Uh, which take I, my I, wife, please. Take her. <laughs> right. I, I tried to take her anywhere, but she kept coming back. <laughs> oh, um, you know. We it's love our wives. Like, I love my wife more than anything in the world. Um, just making that joke, right? About you know, a reporter asked him, you know, what were his thoughts, and he said, well, you know, depending on the day, my wife may or may not say that I'm likable. Um, right. <laughs> and then just pivoted right to you know talking about impeachment and uh so it was just such a like funny off the cuff kind of thing that mm-hmm. uh, you know just made me laugh i was like yeah that's that like i would make that joke you know it was just a very like relatable moment to me for bernie it's like yeah, i'd right. i'd make some kind of stupid little joke like that too um is this yeah, the right it's... way
1: to handle it do you think this is the right way for a candidate who's <sighs> running against somebody who's not running but somebody who has such clout um maybe not in a good way but has clout in the party
0: I thought it was the right way for Bernie to handle it. Um don't really talk about it. Like that's you know, talk or talk about it in such a way as to don't talk to her but talk to the voters about it. Like don't get in a war with Hillary Clinton. That again, that saves nothing. But talk about your record. You know, she's saying you've never accomplished anything. Talk about what you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. Which he does quite a bit on the, you know, on the campaign trail. He talks about working with other people. He talks about, you know, make that again that electability argument. That because that's really where Hillary's going with the nobody likes him, right? Is that like electability argument? Yeah. Make make the argument that people will vote for you. Um, he did tell some of his supporters at the same time. This was kind of after the Warren Bernie uh, feud from last week. Told some of his supporters, "Hey guys, calm down." Like. It's okay to engage people and you know, with ideas and things like that. Mm-hmm. But going out there and just uh, arguing with people, just to argue with people accomplishes nothing. I mean, ultimately we're all going to have to gather behind a candidate, whoever that ends up being. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, you know, we can it, it can be a well fought primary and we can talk about our differences and talk about who the best candidate is, but ultimately we got to be Trump. Like, so just kind of, I think people like remember that, you know, why are you getting out there and every, you know, you got the guys, the Bernie folks that every time Elizabeth Warren posts something on Twitter, they just respond with snakes, hmm. you know, and some of that is, some of that's Russian bots, let's be honest. Um, but some of that's real. And so it's like, what does that, it makes you feel better. You might earn some, uh, cool points, but. All you're doing is alienating people.
1: Right. And likability, that's one thing. But whenever you compare his candidacy to other candidates, other Democrats who have made it this far, he doesn't really fit the mold of somebody like a Biden would fit the mold. Or even throwing Pete in there would fit the mold. He does not follow that establishment type Democrat that uh that folks like Hillary are probably looking to get into office.
0: He's he I think he's just about everything that like you said, he's he's fiery, he's uh, you know he's not doesn't fit in again, he's he's a he's an independent. I mean he's really he's, and he's only been independent before, yeah. He's only he's only a Democrat when he's run for office, which I have no problem personally with him campaigning and working within the Democratic Party for the nomination. That's
1: some people are upset about
0: that, but
1: he's realistic that an independent party is not going to, not going to win.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, does that mean that I like that? Does that mean that that's a good thing? Probably not. But what's the difference of voting an independent candidate and voting Bernie Sanders in? Yeah. He's pretty much as independent as you're going to be, which that might scare people because sure. it might swing that pendulum more to the left.
0: He's a, you know, he's a cranky old Jewish man from from Brooklyn, you know, he's, he's not, um, he's not what you picture uh, as like, you know, even Biden, like, you know, he's, he's an old guy, but he's still kind of that like Spry. class. Spry and he's like classically kind of handsome and yeah uh, you know that's not that's not Bernie you know having Larry David play Bernie is probably is such a perfect choice because I've been watching a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm lately and there are definitely some similarities between Larry he's not David. acting right
1: <laughs> Larry's not acting he does he's not doing a voice he's just up there and he's adding a little more pause when he talks
0: but that's about it yeah you know so. I mean, ultimately, again, this is going nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's it's another talking point because the candidates, I mean, we had the Bernie and Warren thing, but even now, even they're still friends, it looks like, on the trail. I I saw them making jokes about Indian food and not agreeing with each other again. So it's right. not like it's really causing a a breaking up of these big names in the party, but there hasn't been a lot of infighting outside of the the meeting from a few years ago, which Bernie and uh Warren kinda outside of the debate stuff with Warren saying that you call me a liar,
0: outside of that it's been pretty non-confrontational. And, and I even think that that's been cleaned up. And and another issue that this creates, and I think this is kind of a good segue, is what are people talking about right now? What mm-hmm. you know, if you were on Twitter today, what was the vast majority of the conversation? It was Uh, Hillary and, you know, was Hillary taking snipes at Bernie? It wasn't, you know, the impeachment. It wasn't other news from the impeachment. People were talking about that, of course. But the media, this gives – it's something else that's a distraction. Like this benefits nobody. And the people that aren't paying as much attention that maybe aren't spending, you know, hours a day on Twitter or watching the news, you know, they're only seeing what little bit they see. When CNN or Fox or MSNBC is focusing on Hillary and Bernie's war of words or whatever, they're not getting them important information that they really need to know. Things about the impeachment, other you know abuses that are going on right now, the Lev Parnas stuff. I mean, all this stuff that's that's really important, you know, is not getting to the average person. They're not spending as much time on it because of this other. Fake not drama type nonsense
1: Right, and that does nothing but like you said take away Take away from what else is going on and really right now If you didn't see anything about Hillary and Bernie online you saw something about the impeachment, right? so earlier today they did some votes on some of the items of the impeachment trial Um no Ukraine documents were allowed in the impeachment hearing which I saw a fun tweet from the Republican, from the GOP, the Senate GOP. They had a graphic saying that this is going to be a fair and unbiased um, trial of the president and all that stuff, which everything you've heard, you've heard Mitch on there, you've heard Lindsey Graham, you've heard the big names of the Republican Party in the Senate pretty much saying that they don't have to be unbiased. Right. They've come out and said that. So I thought that tweet was kind of funny just looking at it in context over the last few weeks. But so they've already turned away some evidence in here. Right now we're in the stage where the managers from the House, those elected or those representatives chosen by Nancy and the leadership in the House of Representatives are coming over to argue the case for the Democratic Party against Trump's lawyers, against Trump's team. The senators are sitting there. Apparently they're not allowed to talk. It's very constitutional. The rules that they have—it's very old school. They're they're listening. You saw the candidates tweeting out today that they're not allowed to have their phones with them. So right. there's a lot of um, there are a lot of staffers who were running the show behind the scenes for Warren and Bernie and um, and, and for the folks there. They are actually for the trial. So it's it looks like just my guess, and I'll get your thoughts here in a moment. It's going to be. It's gonna be as expected. Talk about the witnesses. They're probably gonna vote it down. They mm. needed a majority to get it over. Democrats are down by what, three votes to right. at least get fifty fifty. And one of those folks they talked about, Mitt Romney, he's already come out and said, No, I'm gonna I'm not gonna I he's not gonna vote, period. Which I mean, if you look at the numbers, does that help the Democrats? Sure. It doesn't hurt them, but it helps a lot more if you vote. It helps yes. a lot more. But Absolutely it seems- Maybe it's just because we're not in politics and we're just some schmucks who record a podcast and a handful of people listen to it and we're not in the machine, but it seems common sense to just hear the witnesses out. And and I know that our podcast is not exactly centrist. We're not exactly down the middle when it comes to our thoughts on politics. And I know that there are a lot of things like, if you allow the witnesses... It's going to hurt Donald Trump more, even if they don't vote to impeach him or not impeach him, but to get him out of office, which they won't. But I think the worry right now is, oh, we don't want Donald Trump to be embarrassed or we don't want the Republicans to be hurt in the upcoming election cycle. I almost think if you're not going to allow the witnesses, just just end the trial now. Just end it. Finish it. Get it out of the story arc. Get it out of the news media. Move away from it. Go back to the primaries. Go back to the elections coming up and focus on those. What do you think about uh, what's going to happen? you think there's going to be shakeups? Do you think there's anybody who's teetering that line, who's going to fall over on the left-hand side of the fence?
0: No. No, not at all. Um, I have have zero faith in, well, most politicians in general, but particularly those to the right um, at this point of remotely doing the right thing, the correct thing, the honest – thing acting with integrity i have zero faith that that they'll do anything along those lines um you know thomas i'm not a legal scholar um not a not a lawyer i've never been one never went to law school um i've watched a few episodes of like law and order um and watched you know like some true crime documentaries but my understanding of how a trial works and correct me if i'm wrong here Um, you know, you've got lawyers for both sides, right? Um, evidence is provided. Evidence Mm -hmm. is shared. Witnesses are called, you know, the, uh, part of the uh, constitution says that you have a right to face your accuser, right? To see the Mm -hmm. evidence that's, uh, that's against you. Um, so does this really meet the definition of a trial?
1: Maybe not in the, you know what I mean? Trial for a basic person for, going through the judicial system and going for a crime or a punishment that's kind of come from it. Since this is, I kind of see, I see it as this is a political hearing. This is getting somebody out of office. He is not going to be put in jail for things that happened. He's not going to be, you know, sentenced to community service. This is trying to get somebody out of a position. This isn't like getting somebody fired at your job over somebody at your job, punching somebody else and going to court for that which is also a really easy way to get fired is punching somebody at work. Don't do it, Bryant.
0: Uh, you know, if, I've thought about it a few times, but Bite the just, urge. I I very much value being able to uh, pay my rent. Um That's fair. But it it's just this is not a trial. This is a cover-up. It's not. It, it's a sh- well, it, it's it's a sham. This is they are the Republican Party or co-conspirators at this point. They are uh, they are the um you know it's in every mob movie you've ever seen right where you the mobster kills a guy takes it home gives the gun to his wife and his wife goes and hides the gun right like mm-hmm. that's what this is there this is somebody throwing the gun burying the gun in the back of the closet and hoping that nobody's going to find it like this is right. it's a cover up
1: yeah i know and looking at it from the other side the democratic party has not been Quiet since November of 2016, since January of 2017. I think if you don't have years of buildup, if you don't have years where you've heard the word impeachment thrown around, you've seen all the attacks. And this goes to a conversation we had just yesterday talking about um there's a podcast out there, and we're not doing pod love, but it's called Church Politics, which you might think, oh God. That sounds very very conservative. It's a pretty middle-of-the-road. They actually think about things they talk about things but If you get to the same side as Trump and if you're and this is what's happening over the last few years is that Trump does something Instead of the Democrats thinking about it or having a like a plan behind the scenes Especially when you see the candidates running for office Everybody just jumps, right? If Trump is saying something crazy, they're responding like that with something saying, this is wrong. This is an outrage. This is not, they're raising their voice to try to drown out Trump's voice. And it's been like that for years. I think if there was people doing their, doing their jobs, representing people, not trying to attack the president, which the the president does a lot of attacking himself. I just don't buy into the fighting fire with fire. I don't buy that as a as a logical way to, as adults, as somebody representing millions of other people, which these senators and these House of Representatives folks are doing, I don't see that as a good way to fight it. And I think if you had a more civil discourse over the past few years and this Ukraine item came up, your impeachment has a little more weight because whenever you hear republicans saying and this is a soundbite passed down from the party probably passed down from the white house but saying that they've been trying to get him out of office since 2016 can you refute it what's what's wrong about that statement like what have they been actively trying to do it yeah everything that he does everyone freaks out i i get what's going on i get the part of it where it looks shammy it looks like sham wow um but at the same time they haven't really given themselves a strong foothold to stand on even with Trump acting crazy but you can't fight crazy with crazy
0: i you know and and this is a discussion we can get into some uh, another time as far as my my feelings on how the media in general has handled a Trump presidency but right. i think part of the problem is the media is so afraid of being called biased that they don't call out lies, right? They don't call out racist behavior. They don't call out um, things like that is, is, you know, I want my media to be a watchdog regardless of who's in office. I would, if Barack Obama, when Barack Obama said something that was wrong or f- and factual or, or lied about something or did something he shouldn't have done. I want them to like that. Media needs to be a check on power. That's what I need my media to be. Report the truth. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want uh, Trump said this. It's a bald-faced lie. The uh, Democrats responded with this, and that's it. Like, if it's a lie, say it's a lie. And I right. think – so I think because the media in some ways has abdicated at least what I view their responsibilities as, they're, they would argue they're there to make money. First and foremost, they're a, they're a business. Um, and Republicans by newspapers too, and the to quote Michael Jordan. Um, that the I think the Democrats and the candidates sometimes feel that they have to do that, or nobody's gonna talk about them, or they're not gonna get any kind of because Trump just eats up like so much attention. Yeah. That if you don't do or say something, no one's gonna talk about it.
1: That's fair. No, that, that's a that's a good point. An even better point is that we could talk about this a lot longer. And there are a lot of other things that we should oh, get into with it. Because the media, I've got my thoughts on it, too. Um, so we'll just leave it at that. Speaking of the media, last thing we want to talk about, um, the, and by the way, the impeachment stuff, more is going to come out from the Senate trial over the next few days. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a very quick vote at any time. They can pretty much come up and say, okay, let's put it to a vote. And they could end the trial. S- Pretty much whenever they want But we'll see what happens in the coming days Maybe there's some craziness involved We'll see Um, We're not going to tweet about it because we have lives But um, I'm sure if you log on to Twitter Or pull up your news app You're going to see A whole smorgasbord of stuff about it So let's not recreate the wheel Last thing I want to call out, just a couple minutes Then we'll finish up the show Talk about some of our goals we have for the pod For ourselves, yada 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 I do want to in the same light of talking about the media, talk about Julian Castro and Cory Booker, both being off the debate stage. The only thing I want to say, and not the debate stage, but the entire election process as it is. Sure, Cory Booker. He announced, and he close place in my heart. I've been following the guy on and off, but you know, whenever he's in the spotlight, whenever he's running for things, I'm a little more involved in it. But for 10 plus years and he suspended his campaign. I noticed right away, a lot of the media folks come out and then they, they're going to share it. They're going to say what's going on. Okay. Cory Booker's out of the race, but with him and Castro and you're going to see other candidates, I think dropping in the next few months, especially when the votes start coming in, the media comes out and says, well, you know, Cory Booker, he, he didn't get a lot of, um, he didn't get a lot of attention from people. That's why he had to suspend his campaign. But the media are the people who decide who gets the attention. Sure. And the media are the people who do it. And Corey did not come from a... He had his moments. He came out and he would say things about Trump. He had one of those hot tweeting fingers too, like everybody else. Whenever Trump does something, he says something in response. But on the debate stage, he was talking a lot more about unification, about things that we have in common. I think looking at it, you could see it as either... Something that's just far out left field that people don't want, it's not polarizing enough, or you can see it as kind of the same way Barack Obama ran on hope. Right, uh, Bookers was all about togetherness, and that was his focus. Um, at least if you look at his campaign events, campaign emails, tweets, social media, all that good stuff. But just a bummer that uh, he's out. It seemed like the media only talked about him or Castro whenever they talked about the debate stage being. All white people I think that was yep. va- Most that you heard them being talked about Or when they suspended their campaigns So that's a bummer but I know Booker is now running for Senate again he's running for re-election It sounds like He's He's a shoe-in he's got a really good shot He's already the senator he's got name notoriety He's done a lot in New Jersey So I think that's good for him You don't want that seat to flip You don't want a blue seat no. to turn red But um yeah it kind of made the presidential campaign a little less uh a little less exciting but um all the candidates out there who are listening because i'm sure all of them are out there vetting our podcast to try to see who we're going to endorse um my the lines are open so i'm i'm willing to do my research and see who i'd like to support as a democratic candidate so my lines are open
0: shout out to uh cory booker had one of my favorite um debate stage moments and you know the gif went viral of uh him staring down uh Tulsi Gabbard like what <laughs> like what the hell is this woman talking about
1: he also it's, stared down Beto whenever he spoke in Spanish right. yeah also, his booker was he did the same thing later on
0: it's like damn you stole my thing man what the hell he called
1: out Pete Buttigieg he said you're not the only Rhodes Scholar here on the on the on the debate stage because he's a Rhodes Scholar too, and he also had the moment with Joe Biden about saying that he was smoking marijuana at the time of his comments. So he had he had his moments. It's just not you know, if it bleeds, it leads. He didn't have enough that caught your attention apparently right. to the media. But don't come out and say that the reason he's not on the stage because he didn't catch attention because you're the people who decide who gets see attention. Speaking Agreed. of attention, this is a podcast about our thoughts and what we think about things. So let's talk about our goals. Hashtag goals with a Z.
0: Goals, oh, of course. Like multiple Z's, like goals. Is is That sounds like people are falling asleep. Don't fall asleep during our podcast, especially if you're driving. Who? But if you do, we kind of understand. Um, our voices are just so soothing, Thomas. I mean, it's yeah,
1: it's like oh, we've got a face for podcasting too.
0: Oh, we got the whole I... package. You know, I do. Um...
1: <laughs> I said we. Don't be a victim.
0: That's it's my shtick. Um, so, moving on to goals, um, I would say one of the goals for the podcast this year is, first of all, to uh, record on a regular basis. Um, that's been a bit of a struggle for us. <laughs> we have eleven months left. Uh, we can do it. Between holidays and uh, some technical difficulties, and
1: we were Damn. sick forever. Like my Damn. family, we were so sick like we've had ear infections stomach issues uh my son had double pink eye i'm not trying to make excuses but those are pretty solid excuses i mean my wife is the last one who's getting over illness and this has been going on since new year's eve it is january 20th right 21st i should say
0: it's been a been a rough start to the year in the costello household um but I mean I would say those the other big goal for us this year. I know it's something we're gonna keep working on and try and get the logistics down, but is to do the uh the tailgate for the first cruise first crew match, right? For cruise yeah, at, at Mapro.
1: miss. Yeah, we got uh coming up coming up here on the uh what was that? Uh coming up in March. Yeah. Whew. March first. Oh man. So we know we're gonna be there. Um we're gonna we're gonna record, dang
0: it absolutely we'll find if we if we got to sit in the car and record on our phones we're going to find a way to record from that
1: there's goal. a will there is a way
0: with uh with our good friends over at the queen anne's revenge
1: What? what? what's our other pod goal
0: um along those same lines right we want to spend more time on uh the crew this year yes. right it's it's the last full season at Mapfre Stadium. Um, we've they brought in some new players. They're doing trying some new things. Really exciting to see. They're investing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's nice to have an owner that gives a damn, right?
1: Th- it, it is very nice. Yeah, to have a asterisk investor operator. We've um, we, when we started the podcast too, it was kind of towards the end of the season. But right. now that the new season's ramping up, we definitely want to. Um, cheer on our Columbus Club and talk about the crew and everything that they're doing around our fair city.
0: Along those lines, did you see the video I shared of uh Jonathan Mensah and the things he's doing back in Ghana?
1: I don't think I follow you on social media.
0: No? I'm just uh, kidding. No, I saw it. That was amazing. Yeah, Jonathan
1: Mensah in Ghana, he does so, so much, and it's good that it's getting the attention he deserves. He doesn't do it for the attention, but it's great that the attention is out there for good things that are happening, um, in the city for people who are adopted sons in our, in our midst. So yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I got emotional watching that video. Like it's, it's hard not to, um, I would say a goal for me personally, um, for the year kind of moving on, you know, to our personal goals is just to focus, um, on myself, right. Focus on, things that make me happy, things that are fulfilling to me, like this podcast, like some other things, um, spend some time doing things that I enjoy, spend less time focusing on the, the BS and the other things that, you know, kind of distract me from being happy. Um, keep focusing on my mental health right um going to see like making sure i'm going to see my counselor regularly mm-hmm. making sure that i'm you know taking time to you know take care of myself and do the things that i need to do to be the best person that i can be um so yeah i mean i think it's it's about focusing on me and this is a goal that i have every year but i think this year in particular 2019 was a little kind of an up and down kind of a roller coaster ride so want to fo- make that a big focus for me in 2020 how about you
1: For myself, yeah, I'm looking to finish up my final year in further education. I could have an entire podcast about my educational journey and my life decisions that have got me to this point, but I'm not going to do that. I'm in my final year, um, three full-time semesters. I'm going complete full-time, so I'm doing four classes in the spring, Mm. four in the summer, four in the fall, so I can graduate in 2020 because gosh, I am so sick of not being done with this. So I'm doing in something that I love. That's part of the reason why it's taken so long is I've switched my major a few times where I'm going after something that interests me. That's journalism, something that I want to do. This is, I've been going to Penn State now for a year, and now I'm finishing up the final few semesters here in the next few months. I'm really excited. I'm probably going to graduate with like 200 credit hours because I've switched so many times, and I'm probably an idiot, but I think you should really, to your point about mental health and making sure you're doing what you can to take care of yourself, is that you should be doing things in your life that mean something to you. You should be doing things where the work that you're doing, if you enjoy what you do, it's not work. Right. And I I enjoy my job because it lets me be around people, it lets me interact with people. I feel like I'm social and I like talking with individuals and I've never... I've considered myself extremely lucky. Luckily, I've considered myself extremely lucky that I can wake up and I don't dread going to the office every day, which I know not everybody can say. But that's something that, even with those thoughts, I guess I I joke around that I feel like a kid whenever I say, "Oh, I still want to be this when I grow up. I still want to do certain things. I don't want to settle for what's comfortable." Right. So focusing on that this year. Getting that schoolwork done, but also making sure I'm spending time with my family, with my friends. To the same point that you had, Bryant, um, and just not holding things in, not being because I can do that at times, but not um, not holding in important things in my life and taking care of myself. Because there's a lot of people that around me that I take care of, and I I need to look in the mirror whenever it comes to that. So that's one of my one of my personal goals and yeah, definitely continue podcasting. That's something that I really enjoy and also not losing weight, but feeling better just about myself. So yeah. getting a little better, getting a little more working out in, um, that's all part of the plan.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, Thomas, let's take it home. home. Yeah, um, so, you know, first off guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us through the time that we, uh, we didn't have, weekly stuff out that's going to be something we're going to be doing in the in the future for sure yeah um you know check us out on twitter um, that's the only social media platform that we're now on uh, <laughs> that's don't be that bryant. guy when not... <laughs> i <laughs> well i just mean i just mean the folks that might have looked for us on instagram before we're not really on there anymore um a warning not trying to brag um check us out you know at bryant and me uh you can follow me that's bryant that's at pickle chip where pickle the chips. i yes you have an
1: s at the end you say pickle chip all every time it's pickle chips it is it's an your s. own twitter handle
0: i i don't search myself <laughs> um and replace the eyes with ones you can follow thomas at one thomas costello yeah. please If you want to take the time to share the podcast with your friends, your family, your coworkers, random people that you meet in the grocery store. It's Uh, a great
1: Valentine's day gift.
0: Oh, Ooh, I'd never thought of that. That's a good call. Um, you know, just, we appreciate the reviews. We appreciate you telling us about what you like. Um, leave us a five star review. Tell us what you like. If it's funny, creative, clever, savage, We'll share it on the air. We'll talk about it. You could get some free publicity if you know anybody that you want to sponsor the show. <laughs> we're always uh, asking you to reach out to local local businesses, local groups to sponsor us. We can be bought. Oh, and it's it's not going to cost very much. Oh no, really? Yeah. If you give us like a T-shirt,
1: we'll talk about homage all day. Just we we we're very cheap.
0: I pay I pay them to actually get to talk about them. So, right. yeah, I, I would love to do it for free. <laughs> Otherwise, guys, thanks as always for listening. Thanks for being a fan. Thanks for supporting us. Look for us on social media. Interact with us. We love talking to you guys. Otherwise, hey, have a great evening. Take care of yourselves and each other.
1: Blessing. We might be having some merch coming your way, too.
0: Oh, yes. Merch. merch. And then if
1: you come to the tailgate. We're going to have some special guests. You might have heard them already on the podcast. And we're also going to potentially have some prizes.
0: (gasps) What?
1: Leave them on the edge of their seat. Leave them wanting more. But yeah, Brian, it's been really good to complete our first, uh, technically second, but first published podcast of the 2020 year. It feels good. It feels like uh, jumping right back on the bike. This might be our best episode yet. It's definitely a contender doesn't have much competition all right brian you have a great night sir it's been a pleasure
0: you do the same take care buddy adios Bye. bye everybody